Hello, college students, and welcome to the College Solvers podcast. My name is Luis, and I am joined by my co-host, Francisco. How are you, Cisco? Doing good, my friend. Excited for another episode. Glad to hear that. Well, in today's episode, as promised in our previous episode one, we are going to be talking about the different things that you can actually do beyond coursework that they might just help you find your career job right after you graduate. So let's get started, Cisco, with this episode two. Our first thing that we have here on our list are certifications. So what can you tell us about certifications? I think one of the things that certifications help us do is to kind of put a more tangible representation of our expertise, right? It's kind of like that first level subject matter expertise. And one of the strategies that I would that I would tell you to use as you're looking what what um, certifications to take is take a, a quick peek at LinkedIn jobs or any job that you're interested and find out like the, the job requirements section, right? And a lot of them will tell you exactly the certifications they're looking for if you want to go into marketing or advertising or finance. And many of those certifications are are free. And or if you're a college student, they come at a, a discount, right? Just because they know that students don't necessarily have the same financial resources that that you would have as a young professional or a professional. So I think that's the first thing that I would say in terms of certifications is one, look at the job descriptions and two, try and get them while you're a college student because the cost could be vastly different. And some courses will actually you know, and and take a look at the coursework that you're taking, because some of them will have, will offer that, right, that you will be able to get a really world-class certification for a free or almost very discounted price. So that's what I would say about certifications is, um, you know, the strategies to find them, and then try and find ways that once you get that certification, whether it be in a class project or a student organization that you're involved in, try to apply those concepts because then like when you go into an interview, you not only have the certification, you have the tangible results to prove that you know that you know to do what you're saying, you know what to do. Yeah. And also they're gonna make you stand out because not that many college students can actually say that they have a certification while still going to college. And it'll be one more thing you can add on your resume beyond, okay, I'm going to college, I should be graduating in this year. And definitely, again, they want to see those things, whoever you're, uh, whoever you're trying to work at, whether it's a full-time job, part-time, even an internship, they want to see those things. And it might also come to a surprise to them that you're a college student and you have this, and it's also going to let them know that you understand whatever that might be. And it's one of those things that I know I didn't do when I was in college, but now reflecting back, I'm like, it would have been a good idea because trust me, once you do this and once you've graduated college, you're probably going to have a job offer somewhere because not only are you now going to have the degree, but you have the certification to back you up as well. And uh, going along the lines where you said, Francisco, 
yeah, definitely look at something that is related to your topic, to whatever uh, job you're trying to uh, apply to. Uh, for example, with Francisco and me, we're both marketing uh, people. And if you look at the digital side of it, there's Google Analytics, there's Google AdWords, and Google does a really good job at offering these classes that at the end can get you certified. You have to take a test and whatnot. And once you have that certification, you stand out so much more as a candidate. And so if you were trying to apply to a job where you would be using those tools, then it would be really helpful to say that you have those certifications and coming from Google, who wouldn't want to hire you knowing that you already understand that. So it just makes you stand out much more and it gives that revalidation to wherever you are trying to apply to that you're not just saying that you know the software, but you actually have been certified by the software provider. So look at those things. Again, they're going to make you stand out as a candidate and really be able to show people that you know what you're talking about and you're not just saying it just to get the job. So our next point that we have here is community service. Community service, you know, it could take on different forms and you could find different ways to be involved. My personal recommendation would be to uh, look at the clubs at your school campus. Most colleges, I'm sure probably all the colleges have some sort of community service group. I was a part of a co-ed fraternity that actually was involved in community service and did different uh, events all throughout uh, the Central Valley. And so look at those things. If you don't have an organization in your college that does do community service, you can find your own ways of actually doing community service. Just look at the different uh, avenues that you have around your town. And if you're trying to find ways for that, I would actually search for community service in your city. But of course, insert your city name and you would be able to find uh, different websites that actually have lists of different things going on around town that you can be a part of. And let me just say that not only do you get that personal satisfaction of being able to help someone, whether it was a, a homeless feeding event or you were cleaning your school campus you're going to find that personal satisfaction. But beyond that, you never know who you're going to meet that might potentially help you in the future with your career, whether it be because they know someone that works in your career field or they're going to give you a job recommendation. Uh, I should say a letter of recommendation. Uh, you never know. And I guess even beyond just that, you might find a lifelong friend, a mentor, someone that is going to help guide you in life as well. And so go out there, do community service. It's good for the community and it's also going to benefit you professionally as well. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that I, that I would add is document your journey, right? You use LinkedIn and Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever your preferred method is to document that you're getting these certifications, right? It's not just one thing to, to take it, but think about how people may be constantly looking at your LinkedIn and right and you're getting all these certifications and these different things that differentiate you. But if you don't show them, 
you're not really leveraging to the best of your ability, the resources and the time that you're investing. A couple of things that I want to add is look at your local chambers of commerce. They usually have a young professional development arm. Usually and here in Tampa, it's called the Emerging Leaders of Tampa Bay. And I know a lot of colleges have programs with local leadership development organizations. I know here it's called Leadership Tampa Bay in Rhode Island. It was called Leadership Rhode Island. And it could be a great way of working with a business and corporate mentor that can really accelerate your your education and what you're learning as well. Also think about the alumni associations, right? I know a lot of colleges have groups that groups of students who put on the different alumni events and working closely from year one with alumni while wow, will really will really spearhead your your growth. So those are just some a couple of tips of you know document your journey and to find ways both in campus and outside of campus to get involved. Yeah, those are all really great ways, uh, especially the alumni uh, association at your campus. Definitely get involved in that once you're an alumni, uh, get their newsletters and really find out what are some of the things that they are uh, doing for your school. Another thing, and as a person who got a couple of internships, I know how valuable they are. Our internships, they really provide you with so much work experience that go for it apply for one when you're in college uh, don't wait until you're after college because you don't have that many opportunities uh, most of the time and I, i've ran across a couple of internships that are only for college students so be on the lookout for those because what it truly means is that you don't have that much competition true depending on your college size you might have a lot but outside of college students, no one else can apply. And so take a look at them. Uh, from personal experience, I found my internships thanks to my school's career website. You might also have that. I, I feel like a lot of colleges out there are good about posting those things. If not, go out, search for internships, look them up on Indeed. Sometimes you might find them there as well. And uh, really... Try and find one. Try and, and find one that is related to your major. If it's not quite related, but you find a couple of different skill sets that might be related, then I'd say you know it wouldn't be a bad idea to still apply for it and, and still uh, take it if you're offered it. But definitely make sure that you take advantage of them. Uh, they are really going to help you out, especially if you're trying to find a job a, a little bit after you graduate. These are really great tools because I know all college students and even when I was going to college as well, uh, you always feel nervous when you look at a job application and you see that you need three, four, five plus years of work experience. And it's always the ongoing uh, topic, right? For any college student is like, well, I can't really find a job because they're asking for this much experience, but how am I going to find a job if all they ask is for this? Well, again, here's the internships. Do an internship, develop that good relationship with whoever is in charge of the internship and show them that you're a hard worker. It might eventually turn into a full-time job. That's what happened with one of my internships. And so 
you never know where that one internship could lead you to. But at the very least, it's going to give you good work experience. So when you graduate, if that internship kept going or you obtained another one, you're going to have at least a year or two of work experience to be able to show uh, to any place that you're interviewing at. Yeah, agreed that you can't really underestimate the the value of, of an internship because it, it will teach you skills, you know, how to work with individuals who may not have the same personality you have or who do not have the same work ethic or right. I think so much of, of work and of life is about how we can get the best out of one another. So right. So really taking those lessons of being involved in, in on campus and translating them into the work environment will, will pay off in, in ways that you that you never expect. And one thing that I think I've learned and that I want to pass on to our listeners is if you don't get chosen for an intern for an internship or that you know the summer uh, job opportunity don't forget to to thank the people who interviewed you and don't forget to thank also the recruiter or the person who who kind of brought the opportunity to you. I think one of the things that we tend to forget is that just because it's a no now, it doesn't mean it may be a yes down the road, right? And find ways that you can keep in contact with these different individuals, whether it be a cool podcast that resonates with um, that resonates with something that you talked about during your interview, or you found an interesting article that you want to share, right? Think about different ways that you can continue to, to network and to talk to people. And I know that's another uh, topic that we're going to dive in, in in another episode, which I'll be excited to talk more about. And I know Luis will be too, in that we're still growing in in our in our expertise of networking, but I think we will definitely be able to share some tips so college students can can get the most out of their their college journey and and meeting people. So don't forget the power of internships, and don't forget the power of continuing to nurture the relationships that you're making. Yeah, and one last thing for me to add on on this uh, topic. So I actually have only had two internships, but. If this helps you all serve as a motivational thing for when you're applying for an internship, my first internship actually happened when I actually started my first job, which was actually a retail job. So I had zero experience in actually professional work experience in my first internship. It was more just like, I know some of the software tools that they were going to be using. And I was really honest with them up front. I told them like, I only have this retail job. I've only been there for a couple of months, I think at that time. And yet they still took a chance with me. And that internship ended up evolving into another position at the same uh, place that was a completely different uh, uh, job as well. And so things like that can happen. And also at my second internship, uh, the one that ended up uh, turning into a full-time job, I actually had to wait about a year and a half to get that internship. Um, but when I did the job interview, I was told that I should keep uh, insisting uh, as often as possible to keep checking in and to see when they were able to actually provide that opportunity because at the time uh, they just uh, weren't able to actually get more interns. And so 
I kept insisting and my insistence paid off. Don't ever think that you're annoying, especially if they tell you, please remind us, please check back on us and, and we'll let you know what the status is. And again, that paid off. I really obtained a lot of work experience from that. It was really amazing. And so, uh, you know, things like that can happen. And so there's sometimes you run across uh, a couple of different uh, situations with internships, but at the end of the day, if you're patient, you're going to be able to get the internship and it's really going to help you out, out a lot um, down the road as well. So one of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize that can really help you out a lot, and it sometimes just takes a little bit more effort to get it, is to join an honor society. Of course, you can't just say, I want it, and then you can actually join it, as is the situation for like a club. But if you actually focus on your coursework and you try your best, you try to get a higher GPA, you might be invited to an honor society. There might be some out there that you can actually apply to. Uh, some of the ones I know, you actually have to get like a private invitation, which normally comes if your GPA is at their minimum requirement. But try your best to try and get to these honor societies because uh, beyond taking honor classes and getting your honors when you get your degree and all that, they provide you with tons of networking opportunities, uh, tons of uh, maybe exclusive job opportunities that not everyone in general in the college gets. And so it really opens up the door to so many different opportunities for you to advance in your career that if you're so close to getting into one, try and get into one. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. I actually was not a part of one. I know I probably sound like I was. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Francisco, but I actually was not a part of one. But reflecting back, I would have tried a little bit more. And I was really close to being able to be a part of one just to be in that and be able to get all those benefits. Yeah. And um, not 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 to glow over here, Luis, but I do, <laughs> I, I, I I was part of, of an honor society. I was actually part of the business honors, the International Business Honors Society, Beta Gamma Sigma. And that was, and it was great to be a member of Beta Gamma Sigma for the reasons you mentioned, the networking, the job opportunities. And it's kind of like a, a lifetime membership, right? Like once, once you are, once you're accepted into it for, for, in, for uh, Beta Gamma Sigma, you need to be, in the top 10% GPA wise of business majors in, 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 in the business school. So I am a top 10 business student, not that that matters anymore, but it's still a cold distinction to have next to, next to my name. And when I went to go to graduate school, you know, one of, one of the things that was really helpful about it was that I was able to have the GMAT waived, not only because of the GPA, but also because of the honor society um being being a member of the honor society so it, it can pay off in more ways than you ever expect oh wow had i known that i probably would have <laughs> tried that extra effort to join one which i did end up getting a waiver for the gmat but at the same time it is a really good benefit to have that because uh for everyone if you're not a grad school student and you've probably never heard of the GMAT or the GRE, which is another one as well. 
these tests cost a lot. They're looking at at least $300 plus. And if you don't pass the test, you have to repay that fee. And so, yeah, it can add up. And that is definitely a really good benefit. And we actually had Beta Gamma Sigma in our campus too. And that could have been the one I could have been invited to, but uh, it's uh, too late now. But I always think back and I'm like, oh, I could have tried a little bit more. But at the same time, I had to admit they weren't as uh, good with their marketing. I wasn't really too aware of them until I almost graduated. <laughs> and so maybe that's another reason why. But other than that, yes, again, if you can be a part of one, try your hardest, try to be a part of one so you can actually get those benefits. So next thing here on our list, as I said earlier too, clubs, join a club and looking beyond not just the club, of course, there, any club out there might help you out, but try to look for major clubs as well. So when I went to Stan State, I was a part of the marketing club. It was really awesome. Uh, we actually went on a couple of field trips. We had people come in to talk about different marketing opportunities. And so if you have that club in your campus, join it. If you don't have a club for your major, start one. Trust me, it's going to be really great for you. And recruiting might not be as hard as you might imagine because you're already taking classes in your major and think of how cool it would be to be able to go into an interview and say, I actually established my major club on my campus and it's still going on now. So look at it that way if there is no major club, but if there is, get involved, go to every meeting, uh, find out when they do field trips, when they have guest speakers and really learn a lot from it and also network while you're at it, right? Meet other people that are in your classes and maybe you don't talk to them or maybe they're not in your classes, but really get to know them uh, and get to know also the advisor for the club. Most likelihood it's someone from that same major, I, I would assume. And it might even be a professor you already have as well. So again, might be a letter of recommendation down the road and someone who can vouch for you and who could say like, yeah, beyond coursework, they also were involved with our club. Mm -hmm. and, and as much as you can, if you can leverage those opportunities to get a LinkedIn recommendation, that's, that's huge. Cause then when, whenever you apply for an internship or apply for something where you kind of need a reference, you can be like, oh, just look at my LinkedIn page. I have three to four different recommendations and references because that, that's a game changer, right? When you have somebody who visibly will put that, will vouch for you, that's pretty powerful because I know recruiters and jobs, you know, one of the first steps they take is to look at your LinkedIn profile. So if you're able to translate your leadership opportunities and the different things you're doing during your college years, you, that you, you're kind of putting like one more step to accelerate your, your job search and, and landing the job that you really want. So that's one, one other tip that I have. And the second is, you know, one cool organization is called the, the American Marketing Organ, the American Marketing Association. And the reason why it's cool is because not only do they have collegiate chapters, but they also are, you know, like a full association outside of colleges so you kind of get the best of both worlds in that because you are a member of the collegiate chapter, you get access to 
the events that are happening around the city from the local American Marketing Association. So that's kind of, you know, one thing as you're looking for clubs and organizations, see if there's like those associations that have both the college, the collegiate side and the professional side, because then you kind of have access to those events that would be maybe priced out as, you know, as you are a college student, or you may not be able to attend because you're not a member of. Yeah, that's definitely one that uh, I've I've known of as a as a marketing student as well. I'm not a part of it, unfortunately, but uh, I, I've uh, I've looked at it in in the past as well. Um, another thing, and this is something that I did, but unfortunately, was not successful, <laughs> and that is uh, try and be a part of your student government. Uh, do your own election campaign. Uh, go through all that. I. I went through it and i have to say at that time i still felt like i was more of an introvert and it, it was definitely a big challenge for me i, I do have to thank uh, one of my friends for motivating me for pushing me to actually at least do a campaign for election and i ran for uh, my business department to represent them uh, unfortunately lost by about 20 votes <laughs> it, it was really close but the amount of experience that I obtained from just having a campaign and running that and, and whatnot, I think really helped. Uh, could there have been better things I could have done? Yeah. Like, for example, go uh, to your classes, especially your major classes, since that's who that's the only person that can vote for you if you're running for a specific department and really let them know that you're running and, and really what are some of the ideas that you have for the department. But at the end of the day, just Try to run for a campaign. If you manage to get elected, you're going to gain even more work experience. But even if you're in my situation and you don't get elected, it still gives you a lot of experience. And these are still things that you could still bring up in job interviews. You could still say, well, I didn't get elected, but I did run for a campaign. I, I campaigned to try and get that position. And so try it out. Even if you're an introvert, again, I was an introvert and it was really uh, challenging for me <laughs> being that I wasn't really out there and I wasn't really one to want to talk to a lot of people, especially if I didn't really know them. And so I still did it. I still took the challenge. And if I could go back again, I would change a lot of things. I would have done the campaign a little bit differently. But again, it, it does give you a, a lot of experience that you might be able to use in the future in your own job. Yeah, definitely. Always try to find ways to to assume leadership positions because then it 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 kind of like boosts the strength of you saying you're a part of a club because it shows you're an active participant in it. Right. I was I myself I was voted executive vice president of of student congress and I remember just running all around the school trying trying to get votes, but, you know, having that experience of working with the senior leadership of my college while also managing the, the wants and needs of the student body was an experience that showed me how to communicate passionately, how to really think through how to create commonality and how to create collaborative solutions. So, you know, as much as you can seek leadership positions. And if you can, in, you know, if you're involved in more than one club, 
see if you can be like vice president in one and treasurer of another. And because that shows that your skill set just goes beyond just one segment or one way of, of thinking. So that's that's another tip is if if you can seek the leadership position and if and if you are then try and see how how you can mix it up or if you you know if you can chair a committee within the club. So really try and find ways that you can really hone your skill set. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, and especially during this time of pandemic and with, with a lot of college students not being able to be on campus. This one actually can really help you. And this one might be one that you can start today. Uh, and that is finding different creative outlets. So there are different outlets out there that you can actually take advantage of that are going to help you out in the future. I personally was a student blogger for pretty much all the time I was going to Stan State. And it eventually turned into an actual job. Like I actually got paid to uh, blog for the school. and. It was really enjoyable. Uh, I got to write about all the things I did in college when I was in clubs. And then towards the end of my college years, I actually uh, wrote a lot of helpful blog posts for college students. And when I would go to jobs, I would always bring up my blog and I always share a link to everyone. And so a lot of people actually were able to see my blog and see some of the things that I was writing and it helped me out with jobs. And I, I can recall even getting questions asked in interviews about the blog itself, uh, since I would actually list it on my resume. Uh, beyond that, look, think outside the box too. I mean, there are things that you could do, such as creating a podcast like we are right now. We're not in college anymore, but if you are in college right now, create a podcast if you like to talk. And even if you're more of an introvert, trust me, create that podcast so you maybe are able to get out of your show a little bit more and you're able to talk to other people through Zoom, through Skype, whatever you use. But really make sure that you have that podcast. It's really going to help you out a lot with speaking. And especially if you're the one editing the podcast, you're going to catch yourself saying a lot of things that you don't realize. And that's what I've experienced personally with uh, having other podcasts as well. And so really find that outlet. Another outlet could also be uh, creating a channel on YouTube. Maybe you want to edit videos, do videos, could do that as well. Maybe you want to create music, could do that as well. And so just find different outlets that you feel that you would be able to do. Because at the end of the day, these are extra things that you're doing that you might be able to mention in a job interview and be able to share with them. Hopefully, if the content is uh, appropriate, you can actually share uh, during your job interview. And again, as was my case, it's probably going to be the case of anyone else that you're probably going to get questions asked about the particular thing that you're doing. And they're going to ask you maybe why you started it or uh, what's been your favorite episode or your favorite blog post, like things like that. And it's just going to open up that conversation and it's really going to show them that these are some of the things that you do outside of college as like a hobby. And especially if it's something that is really helpful, like for instance, us here helping college students, they're going to see those things. They're going to see that you're out there trying to help your community with the podcast, with the blog, with the video channel or whatever it may be. And so 
take a look at that. If you have any questions about podcasting, please feel free to send us a message and uh, we will be able to answer any questions you might have. Yeah, definitely. Two, two kind of final points I would add is one with, with a podcast, that's a way that you can bring a lot of a mutual value, right? Because not only are you honing your skill set, but you're also amplifying the voice of someone. So think about, that's a cool way. Think about how you can bring mutual value. And with those different projects that you're taking on, try and go to maybe like a, a local business and say like, hey, I, I've noticed that you don't really have a strong social media presence. I, w- I would love to just do it for free. You don't have to pay me. You don't have to do anything. It's just what I love and what I like to do. And a lot of people will take you up on that offer. And then you can put that on, on your resume, right? Like, you know, volunteered my time to grow the social media presence. And as much as you can, track it, track how much you, you grew the following, how much your the engagement, how much of the different things that you're doing. Always try and find to put a tangible outcome to it. Even if it's small, right? Sometimes small wins equal big impacts for, for small businesses. So that's just one thing that I wanted to add. No, that, that is actually a really great thing. Essentially, you're finding your own work opportunities. They might not be paid, of course, but uh, at least it gives you that outlet to be able to say like, yeah, I actually did their social media or yes, I created a podcast for this business and this is what they do or I edit their podcast or whatnot. And so definitely take a look at that. Think outside the box as always. And if you do things like that, not too many people do those things. And so again, it is going to make you really stand out when you go to that next job interview. If you even say, yeah, I did the social media for uh, X, Y, and Z. And they are actually a business that is not paying me to actually do their social media. I just wanted to help them out. And here's the results that they've had with that. So it can help you. And they were just giving an example of social media, but if you have a a different job in mind that you want to do, you could probably find something that could be related to that one that is going to help you develop the skill that they are actually looking for. And as Francisco said earlier, you know, make sure that you look at any job application, you look at maybe particular skills that they're looking for, and then try and find your opportunities based on those skills. Because it's going to go a long way once you apply for that job, because you'll be able to now mention that you worked on these things that are directly uh, related, or at least uh, in one way or another related to that particular job that you're trying to apply to. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at College Solvers on all three platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please follow us, subscribe to this podcast as well. So you're able to find out when our next episode will be posted. If you have any questions to ask us, or if you have suggestions for a future episode, please feel free to send us a message on any of our social media platforms as well. So we'll see you in our next episode in which we'll be talking about building a career focused social media presence. So definitely won't want to miss that one. So until next time, thank you for listening.